0: Warning, the episode you are about to listen to most likely contains graphic language, details of violence and murder, and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to episode 30 of Murder With My Mother, the true crime podcast where I talk murder with my mother, my
1: mother. Hello, daughter. I can't believe it's episode thirty already, I know. and we're still here. I know we're episode thirty studio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not,
0: again, not for much longer. The max capacity of my body is about to do the
1: studio. I'll grow it. So, well, I've been squished kind of into more of a corner. My legs fall asleep, but that's okay because <laughs> I'm not. However many weeks pregnant you are,
0: yeah, seven more days until the baby comes. So
1: seven more days, so the twenty second at twelve thirty, Kiana Victoria will be born. Yes, she will. But I will forever call her Kiana Dion, and then we'll just move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: mom's middle name, and so she's always like, "How about you just throw a Dion in there?" And
1: I'm like, uh. "Yeah, I think it would be like your brother's <laughs> name is like." hyphenated 60 times, I'm pretty sure you could just hyphenate Dion in there also.
0: Yeah, well, it's uh, her dad's turn to give her the middle name. So, that's his... That's okay,
1: because like I said...
0: You'll just refer to her as Kiana Dion. He doesn't doesn't listen
1: to this podcast. (laughs) No, no.
0: Good. He's hit or miss, actually. Oh. Yeah. sometimes he doesn't listen to this one, then. Yeah, well, sometimes he says stuff, and I'm like, whoa! (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like it's straight out of episode 25. (laughs) So, I think he listens. He's a what's it called uh listens when he wants to
1: (laughs) oh yeah one of those (laughs) hopefully you guys are not like that because i know brent blb and michelle wilson are not like that no no not at all we have a couple other people that
0: don't miss don't miss shout out to amy amy actually just started a new clothing company which is super cool
1: that's cool yeah where do you know amy from
0: We used to party. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, no, we grew up in the same kind of area, I guess. But yeah, Golden Triangle Limited, they have super cool, comfy clothes, comfy shirts, comfy track suits. She's got it all. Cozy jackets.
1: I'm going to have to try that out because
0: I like cozy stuff. Yeah, me too. I'm about to like cozy stuff a lot more, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so that is the biggest news in our lives right now is that Danica's about to have the true crime buff.
0: Yeah, the daughter that is gonna be our
1: next generation of yeah. bad teenagers. <laughs> well, let's not let's hope not, but yeah. well, we do come notoriously from a long line of wild women. And Kierce, Danica's son, is not wild. He's pretty chill and mellow, but that's usually the boys in our family. The girls are usually born with a twinkle in their eye. And a nice thing of red hair. Yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm hoping that Kiana has red hair, but I don't know if it's going to happen or not. We'll have to see. We'll update everybody when we come back. So we're going to take a little break after this one, obviously, because Danica's going to have some stuff to do.
0: Yep. So we will be back to you guys in the middle of January, we're going to aim for. So... Expect an episode middle of January. Obviously, we will be active on the social media. So if you guys have any questions, any suggestions, any well wishes, any complaints, <laughs> I mean, fuck, I hope not because I won't answer you. But <laughs> well, I'll be in charge of i am have my hands full. I'll have my hands
1: full. I'll be in charge of any of it. So any of
0: you get any suggestions from someone that has a dog account, then that's fucking mom.
1: (laughs) Or any inappropriate responses. Then that's also probably mom. That would probably also be me. Yes. I'm then notoriously inappropriate.
0: But you know, at least you're true to yourself, you know? Yeah. So speaking of true to yourself, our episode today is actually about someone, well, we know serial killers are all, I mean, Obviously, they're not just serial killers on the surface. Like we've said, sometimes you can look at someone and be like, whoa, you're sketchy looking. But a lot of the time, it's like people that blend in. Okay, and I hate to say this word, but the people that have been successful serial killers that have gotten away with quite a long line of killing and murdering under the community's noses have all been like, shapeshifters, like, yes, you know,
1: shapeshifters, like, people that blend in easily, good looking people that are considered
0: good looking. So they're like, you know, not people aren't as apprehensive or people that seem very like remember when we did Ridgeway, he was just kind of like the gun next door, like, you know, Gary <laughs> yeah. Ridgeway, but he's really killed 72 prostitutes. It's like, holy fuck, or even, I mean, Ted Bundy, obviously, we haven't, we haven't Ted done Ted Bundy oh, was a
1: ladies man
0: and yeah. he was handsome,
1: and if you he, look, for the day.
0: Yeah, well, and if you look at things he did, he, like, tr- he played on people's, you know, like, pretending to have a broken leg and asking someone, yeah, and Yeah, their please- sympathies. Yeah, you know, like, in targeted, young, normal, you know, people that would just go missing and everyone would notice so it was like and he got away with that for so long and he wasn't like a was like a public
1: figure but the thing is is that when you are a serial killer and you fit the demographic of being just like a normal member of society and generally a lot of these people were also just like Caucasian people that blended in with their Caucasian back story and whatever and made everybody just kind of feel like Oh, yeah, it's just a normal guy. And today's case is actually, he wasn't good looking because he was a little not good looking. But he was very, (laughs) he was very just... He was a little not good looking. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he looked normal, though. And he blended in very, very well. And he was a prolific serial killer.
0: Well, he's like a suburban dad, right?
1: He's what you would picture
0: to be like you know, he, on the surface, he has all these things. He's well known in, this, in the community. He's married, which a lot of, you know, serial killers are. He's married to a woman, which in this case, these are all like, he. you know, they're murders of, they're homosexual murders. They are, right? So it's very strange how you can literally be like one polar opposite in front of people. And then everyone has that, you know, that little how you act when you're not with anybody but it's like okay these guys take it to like the extreme extreme yes so yeah if you guys guess i don't know if anyone guessed mom chose the case this week and the case we are covering is that
1: of mom drum roll killer (laughs) clown john wayne gacy And he, like I said, was a prolific serial killer. He has admitted and they found the remains of 33 victims, all of which were young men ranging from the ages basically of around 14 to 20. Some of them were a little bit older, but the older ones still remain unidentified. So that was his MO and they were all male.
0: And this was early like this is kind of one of the first prolific serial killers that was so twisted that you know this is one of the people who the fbi remember we covered with the ed remember when he did a um, interview with the fbi right because they were trying to learn from his fucking crimes because they were so strange and so okay yeah yeah he fucked his mom's dead head but like (laughs) but like john Wayne gacy dressed up as a clown he had, again, like I said, he had a, a beard. He had like a family, a wife, all these
1: things. And he successful was successful businesses. Yeah. He was involved in politics. We're going to get into all of this a little bit more. But here we go, everybody. Yes. And with that,
0: we are going to jump right into episode 30. We love you guys and we hope you enjoy this episode.
1: John Wayne Gacy Jr. was born in Chicago, Illinois. He was the second of three children, so a middle child, which we've seen a lot also. And he was born to John Wayne Gacy Sr., who was his father. He was a machinist. And Marion Elaine Robinson, his mother. And she was just a normal lady. They were just (laughs) pretty normal, except for the fact that his father, John Sr., was a major alcoholic and he was said to be very very abusive
0: to the whole family
1: yeah so he would constantly berate his wife and his children and it's said that one time in the middle of dinner he stood up and punched marion in the face uh, so hard that he actually dislodged her bridge in her teeth
0: okay like i don't mean to laugh it's not funny but it's like it's kind of like damn in front of his children john Well, and we have talked many, many times about the trauma that children sustained in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and I'm sure before, but they're definitely a highlight on how that uh, impacts people in their adulthood. So obviously this is a case in point.
1: Do you think, like, I don't know a lot of my friends that are married to abusive alcoholics this day and age, but maybe they're just not telling us, I don't know. Yeah. I guess people just leave when it's coming to that. But back in those days in the sixties, I think it was kind of said like if you get married, you're married for life and your parents would shun you and the whole fucking club. Well and would everyone was basically
0: religious too, because yeah, it's like, you know, and then it's like, Oh, I don't really know again much about religion, but it's like it was looked down upon in a lot of churches, a lot of just yeah. friend circles even. You were like super judged. I saw a post the other day on Facebook and it's like like um something about back in the day, like, you know, there wasn't uh, <laughs> there wasn't social media to distract us and likes and we cared about
1: this and it's like no it's, like that's why marriage is your husband lasted. punched yeah. <laughs> your fucking bridge out and yeah. then it was said that she left with the two kids like well, to her moms or good. whatever and then but no, she, brought, but she came right, right back, back and made a dinner and didn't even ever bring it back again bring it
0: up but that's what i mean it's like people these days are like there's just distractions and that's why relationships don't last it's like no because fucking women don't tolerate being a punching bag or Fucking like being emotionally abused. Well, you can imagine or like someone punched my branch out of
1: my face, like just no. at dinner. Like who knows why he did it? But apparently he just stood up from well, the dinner the table thing. in front of the three children and did that. So, so yeah, that gives you kind of, when you're a kid, I guess. Like not to say that he has any excuse for turning into what he turned into, but No, but we've all talked about it before. Yeah.
0: We've talked about it before with all the serial killers. I mean, most of them, if you look at ones we've profiled, a lot of them have mommy issues. Or daddy issues. Or
1: daddy issues, yeah. But it's funny because um, his father... So John Wayne Gacy Jr. was diagnosed with a congenital heart condition when he was quite young. So... His mom kind of babied him and she didn't let him exercise or play outside with the kids or any of that stuff. So he was kind of a fat little guy when he was little. He was overweight and He was a fat little guy when he was old. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... so his father used to always like he'd play on all that stuff. He called him a sissy. He called him Yeah, basically the bad words in his, for gay. Like, like he was the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the thing. If the man in your life, and you're a man, is is treating you that way, you know, what's that going to do for you? Because, you you know, they say, oh, be for a father, be like the... Yeah, don't
1: cry, be manly, like... Yeah, but I mean, like like, like I'm
0: saying for like a woman, you know, or like someone who's considered heterosexual, they say like, oh, your dad is the first, basically, example of how a man's going to love you, you know? Yeah. Or what you're going to tolerate from a man. So imagine, because John Wayne Gacy is obviously... Later on in life, we know
1: he's homosexual. He can say he's bisexual. He's closeted, for sure. Yes, oh, 100%. So he was told that his whole life, but then back in the 60s and 70s, it was such a a shun. Taboo, and you're shunned, and it's like, let's
0: fucking zap it out of you, or whatever. They tried to do, like, conversion therapy, like, all that shit. That's
1: crazy. So he, when he was 11, this kind of comes back to the McDonald triad also, he was struck on the forehead by a swing, uh, which resulted in head trauma and formed a clot in his brain that went unnoticed until he was 16. And the thing is, I don't think we've actually
0: talked about that on the McDonald Triad. We've talked about bedwetting, arson, and animal abuse. Oh yeah, that's but nice. a big, huge one we all we've never mentioned or it's we've never come up yet for us that we knew about was head trauma, like su- sustaining yeah. a big traumatic injury to your head in the
1: medulla oblongata. they say is where it the the damage is so when he was 16 he started suffering blackouts and his mom probably because he he was also a mommy's boy and was really close to his sisters um they took him to the hospital and he had a clot so big they had to dissolve it oh god in his brain and so that was there for five years so look at like just the
0: psychology behind that like look like he never went on to abuse women because his women like he was well yeah loved he by prized women. the yeah. women
1: and he was treated well by them
0: yeah just just so interesting for me to like you know just to dissect that whole thing
1: so he was um kind of a underdog in school because he, he i guess didn't the chubby little kid yeah one. and he didn't hang out with the boys and whatever and he attended four high schools and he ended up dropping out before completing his senior year, but so did I. So yeah. Well, whatever. You're welcome. <laughs> if I start killing people, that's fucking because of it.
0: Hey guys, it's Tanika. I know you've heard our commercial of First Sense Dog Dry Shampoo, but now's your chance to get some for yourself and for your furry companion. Use promo code MWMM10 at checkout at www.fursense.ca for 10% off your first sifter pack. These things are awesome. With the sifter pack you can try all three scents. Restorative cedarwood, purifying peppermint, and my personal favorite, zen lavender. That way you can say goodbye to those stinky car rides home. I promise you and your fur baby are going to love this product. Now back to Murder With My Mother.
1: So he then left his family when he was supposed to be graduating high school and ran away to Las Vegas. Um, Probably but, to go live his real life, his true Well, imagine identity. like your dad is a fucking major dick face and he's like... <laughs> I can imagine that actually. Yeah, you can, yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> he doesn't fucking listen to So he ran out of money eventually and returned to Chicago and without even... Finishing high school, he went to college, which I also Good did. Good for him, yeah.
0: That's... I also
1: did that. Wow, you and John Wayne Gacy got I know, we do. In. We have more than you know so far because we'll talk about that in a minute. So he. You were a clown too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they don't know that yet. Oh, sorry. So he did really well in college. He took a bunch of business courses and then he ended up getting a management position in a shoe company called nun bush shoes which apparently in the states are still pretty sold in all the airports and stuff like that i've never seen them but Hmm. we live in canada so we don't have any selection of anything so he was transferred with the shoe company to springfield illinois where he ended up hooking up with a co-worker named marilyn myers and they got married Hmm. yeah so seems fun yeah someone married John Wayne Gacy, I'm sure she regretted it later. Yeah, well, I think there's more than one. And he became active in a group called the JCs, which I think is kind of like the Shriners. I'm not really sure because we don't the have what? that here either. So the like Shriners?
0: Boy
1: well, the Shriners were these guys that used to dress in these weird hats like the grand poobas and they used to raise money like, what? Well, every, to...
0: every other people group you bring up it's like what the fuck
1: well, they no get, like, they confusing. used to raise money for like children's hospitals and stuff like that the grand oh, poobas <laughs> <Okay>. but <laughs> the shriners was the other hospital and i don't i don't really know much about the jc's but i'm assuming it's kind of just like there was a lot of weird groups back in the day where guys would get together and i think it was just a cover for being a weirdo. Really, sorry if well, that offends anyone. Yeah, I'm still I can't even Google it because it doesn't even exist. So he rose all the way to the vice president of the JCS because he was really manipulative. That's again, yeah. So another he was quality like quality of a narcissist, right? So Marilyn's parents had purchased a group of Kentucky Fried Chicken franchises, mm. and they offered their new son-in-law. John Wayne Gacy, um, to be the manager of the one in Waterloo, Iowa. Is that why some people refer to him as the Colonel? Yes. So that makes total sense now. Yeah. So he, they moved, his family moved and bought a house and they moved to Waterloo, Iowa. And John Wayne Gacy started running all of his KFC and him and Marilyn ended up having a couple kids. Life's good. They were living, living good. Yeah. And he also was, uh, Going hard with the JCs back then, so <laughs> he was having all these friends and groups, and he had all these young. He was kids. a social guy. He was a social guy, and he had, you know, a lot of. As you know, most of the workers that work for the chain restaurants, like KFC and McDonald's, mm-hmm. and all they're that younger stuff. for the most part. Yeah, like young. That's like your first job. Remember, you worked at McDonald's.
0: Yeah, and then I even then I got fired, and then I would still go. And work with your work uniform, with my uniform on. On
1: when you were flying. Because my
0: friends were all working there and had nothing else to do, so... <laughs> that's the
1: best. Didn't you get in trouble for that? Yeah,
0: they were like, you don't work here anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, I don't? Oh. So anyway, <laughs> I was also 13 and I'm pretty sure that's illegal, so... Anyway, moving on. So anyway, all these kids worked there and they were kind of... I mean, he, he obviously
1: was... So he had, <laughs> yeah, like, so we had a big... Um, big access to younger boys and and nobody knew that he was a creepy pedophile weirdo that liked younger boys but you think people would have started cluing in when he turned his basement of his Waterloo home which was quite a nice home he had a basement and he turned it into like a man cave basically like a rumpus room (laughs) yeah like a rumpus room if people don't know what a rumpus room is we all used to have one and it was Kind of like a family room with, like, games. So where you and... go rumpus. Yeah, you go fucking rumpus. <laughs> yes. And so he had a pool table, and I'm sure he probably had a dartboard, because who didn't? And he used to invite all the young boys down there, and he would... <laughs> He would get them drunk and like. He would get, get them drunk, pot and, stuff, and right? he would put pornography on, show them pornography.
0: Which I've heard quite a few guys say that they used to do that together, which freaks me out because I never watched. It's like a circle jerk, <laughs> yeah, do you but know like what a circle jerk is. I totally know what a circle jerk is, but it's but just it's like weird, right? It is, but it's like I think ninety-nine percent of boys have circle jerk. I don't friend. know. I don't know. If no, they have, that's really? what I thought too. And literally, I've had multiple, oh. multiple, and like I'm going to say multiple, multiple, multiple. People say, like, yeah, I jerked in the same room as my friend. I'm like, what? Really? That's I have something you do when you go home.
1: Yeah, in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. With a light off and a pillow over it. There you go. Okay. Oh, shame, shame, <laughs> shame. So masturbation can also make you go blind. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I can still see someone so yeah he used to do that kind of weird stuff in his basement and the jc's were all into that stuff too and they used to all cheat on their wives and do drugs and watch porn also so so
0: would he like have like obviously separate parties where he'd have like young boys over and then he'd have like the jc old guys over yeah i guess because
1: like no one really knew but everyone
0: was just down to circle jerk
1: yeah (laughs) see the sj or the cj the cjs are (laughs) SC'ing. So... C-S-C-C-N, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Nobody knew, I guess, that he was circle jerking with the young boys because everyone was extremely surprised when his ideal life came crashing down in March of 1968 when two Waterloo boys aged 16 and 15 accused him of sexually assaulting them. So the first kid was actually kid of one of the other jc's oh uh, uh-uh. uh. and it took him like six months to come forward because he was probably like feeling really ashamed what if, and... like that always that's the one thing that makes
0: me i mean okay obviously any kind of assault against children is horrible but if it's someone who's a stranger it's one thing like okay it's still, obviously still fucking horrible but if it's someone that can be around the family and be friends yeah, with them that's and like
1: extra it's
0: like extra gross. extra like fucking nasty because You think, like, they're swindling everyone. Like,
1: it's easy to swindle a child. It happened a lot. Like, like, they say most molesters are... Are known to you. ...close to you, yeah. Which is so fucked up. So, and then, not only was he... So, he was going to get charged for this, and they were building a case, and the young boy was about to testify, and Gacy was trying to sweet-talk his way out of the whole thing. He said that... The boy's well, he's father. He's used to it. He's used yeah. to talking his way into situations or He said of them. the boy's father, the fellow JC, just wanted his position in the JCs <gasps> as the vice president. And that's why he talked his son into like lying. Lying about him sexually assaulting him. And when they wrote about it in the papers, because it was quite big news. They just wrote that he was being charged with an indecent, indecent act. act. Right? Yeah. They didn't say anything about it. So that's how faux pas talking about sexual abuse was. And it said allegedly. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, obviously it has to say allegedly. But it's like,
0: a, a young boy is not going to lie about
1: that. So back in those days, you know, it was 1968. And nobody wanted to talk about that. And then Gacy even went a step further and hired another kid who was 18, to beat the kid up that was going to testify against him. But then the kid told that Gacy paid him to beat the kid up, and he actually was going to give him $300. He needs to start start surrounding himself with people his own age. (laughs) Yeah, well, nobody wants to have that kind of stuff going on in their lives when they're adults, I guess. So he finally, I mean, he was going to get charged for a bunch of stuff because he paid another kid to beat up another kid so that, you know, like it so was So that he like, wouldn't
0: say that he freaking sexually molested him? like Yeah, that's... and he
1: probably even sexually molested the kid he was going to pay. Oh, for sure. And so he eventually pled guilty to one count of sodomy. So that was it. They, they kind of made a deal with him and let him get away with the rest of the stuff that he was going to be charged with. But I don't think he thought this was going to happen to him, but he was sentenced to 10 years in the Iowa state penitentiary, which, okay, that's long
0: ish, but not long enough. Obviously. I think that as soon as you have any kind of sex act against a child, you should be in jail for the rest of your life.
1: But it's so crazy because even these days, people can do all this crazy stuff, like you know, and they don't get charged for any like especially we talked about it on our side of the border. Yes. So he was sentenced to ten years, and immediately after he was sentenced, his wife filed for divorce. Oh, which who can blame her? (laughs) That's so surprising. And he wrote her all these letters to try to convince her to come back to him and don't divorce me. And then she said no, she was gonna divorce him, and he said, You and the children are dead to me. Which is probably the best fucking thing she ever heard in her life.
0: But at the same time, you have to think, like, he's only that desperate, like desperado, because it's gonna blow his whole cover, right? Already now publicly he's known publicly he had like a sodomy charge well yeah publicly he had a sodomy (laughs) charge but I mean before that right he was like a pillar of the community
1: yep he was the colonel yeah so geez I mean that's so fucking he was sentenced to 10 years but he only served 18 months which is super fucked up he was paroled in 1970
0: that's so crazy to me. And Two years? Yeah, oh, good behavior. Of it, course was he had no good, months, it was 18 months. Of course, course he had good
1: behavior because there's no fucking kids in jail. And he was paroled for just to be out there. And, like, he wasn't even, there was no sex offenders registry list or anything yeah. like that back then. Because back in those days, everybody abused kids, too. Yeah, well,
0: we've covered that on more than a yeah.
1: episodes. Yeah. So he ended up leaving jail and he moved in with his mom because that's pretty much the only place that he had to go back in Illinois. And he hid his criminal record. No one even really knew about it.
0: And that was really pretty easy to do back in those days. No social media, yeah. no internet, no computers, no nothing. It was the 70s. It
1: was the early 70s. Yeah, like it was just 1970.
0: Like you weren't even born yet.
1: So... I know but I'm pretty young yeah (laughs) so in jail he had um, spent a lot of time training as a chef well 18 months I guess so not a lot of time (laughs) and when he got out he moved in with his mother and got a job as a chef in Chicago in a restaurant and his mom helped him buy a little well I guess she probably bought for him like a little rancher house in um, on The address there, which later became quite famous, was 8213 West Summerdale Avenue in an area of Norwood Park, which is a little suburb of Chicago. So the house was, like I said, a little rancher, but it had a four foot deep crawl space under the floor. Mm, Perfect. Yeah. So in 1971, Gacy was actually charged again with disorderly conduct. Because a boy claimed that Gacy picked him up and tried to force him into sex. Hmm. Big fucking surprise. Well,
0: and they were probably like, no, you probably got the wrong idea.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Like, because you, they probably ran away. It's like before. You're a pillar of the community and you're a chef. Yeah. But no, I mean, like the cops didn't really take anyone's uh, thing seriously back then. They were just like, oh, oh, yes, sure.
1: Sure you did. Yeah. (laughs) Don't talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That boy's probably just homosexual. Yeah. So it's funny because that kid never showed up to court. So Mm. I wonder what happened there. He probably hired another kid to beat him up. Yes, exactly. So, and then again in 1972, he, another kid went to the police and said that John Wayne Gacy had flashed a sheriff's badge and... Lured him into his car and forced him into sex. And did his car, what kind of car was it? Uh, it looked like a cop car. Yeah,
0: like a Crown Vic. Yeah. See, we've talked about this before. People that drive those fucking cars are creepy.
1: Yeah. So it wasn't... He even had
0: like a spotlight on it I saw in one of the yeah, specials I watched. Yeah,
1: he did. He had lights. He would like blind people and be like, hey, you know, pretend to be a cop. But once again, this kid uh, just didn't show up and the charges were dropped.
0: That's pretty easy, I guess, if you can make them not show up.
1: Yeah, and that was in June of 1972. So in June of 1972, Gacy also got married to a recent divorcee named Carol Hoff. Again,
0: he needs that cover, that disguise. Like, oh, I'm a married normal dude with kids. Heterosexual as ever. and Super
1: straight. Carol had kids of her own, so he had a couple stepkids. Well,
0: and they were girls, so that's probably the best for him because he knows, like there's no attraction there he won't because imagine if you start dating someone with young
1: boys no nope. penis is getting cut right off yeah, yeah for sure so his marriage or he started a um a construction company of his own like a contracting company, yeah. basically right yeah so because he had those skills from before probably learned some of it in jail and-, well, and
0: what can you hire who can you hire Cheap labor. Guess but who who's cheap labor cheap? Is. Yeah, like, and I don't think a lot of, like, <laughs> immigrants were probably his style back then. So, what's the next thing? I don't best There
1: thing? wasn't really even a lot of immigrants back then. Yeah, in the to 70s,
0: now. I guess, right? Yeah. That's why all the people that grew up around that time complain about the people that immigrate to our
1: countries. Yeah, because back <laughs> in the day, like, back in the day, it was the old school, good yeah. old Americans. Well, and
0: even, like, I mean,. Not so much in BC because I feel like we're kind of like an accumulation from everywhere, like hippies, yeah. But other parts of Canada, you can kind of see where they're like, Oh,
1: immigrants, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's terrible. Like, our whole country is made up of immigration, yeah. I mean, the whole so is the United States, like, yeah, like the I only wouldn't even people be here. around were indigenous people before we all immigrated, exactly. So, so, in 1975, right after he started the construction company, his marriage kind of hit the shitter again because he started staying out all night. His wife was finding gay pornography magazines around well, the house. That's probably a neon flag if I have ever heard of one in a, in a straight marriage. She was also finding wallets with IDs from young men lying yeah, around. Yeah, all red flags. So she just... Oh, what do you even think of, you
0: know, like, the first couple ones could probably be like, oh, some kid from work left in my yeah. truck. But it's like, how do you even... Because clearly he's keeping those, not very secretly, as like trophies and stuff,
1: right? Yeah. So then he, she just left him. They got divorced in 1976. And then, weren't there a lot of complaints from her about the smell of
0: the house? Didn't the house start to get stinkier and stinkier? And then... So everyone
1: has always said that the house was really stinky. And we have to remember that he bought that house before he married Carol. And Carol moved into that house with him. And he would just say it was musty from... The sewage, right? The sewage underneath the water. At one point, he said he had a Lassa Apso puppy that was piddling on the kitchen floor, and he blamed the smell on that. Okay. And... I think this was a
0: little different. (laughs) A little different scent.
1: Yeah. So, he also had a lot of people began disappearing like around the area but the thing is is that back in those days a lot of people ran away <laughs> so we've already what, said this are you this. a cop you <laughs> a pop? come on
0: now so a lot of people ran away but... but a lot of people did run away because then it was like the
1: thing to do you just go and you like well we've said this over and over this. and over but I mean, I even had an uncle that ran away Yeah, and he really did run away. Like everyone thought he was dead for 18, 18 years or even more. Jesus. And then he just called and he was like living in the States. Who is that? It was my mom's uncle, John, That's but I think what it was fuck? even longer. Like he called his mom after years and years and years and said, hi mom. And he had an American accent. <gasps> and my great grandma was like, who is this? And he's like, it's me, John. And she's like, John's dead. But he wasn't dead. He was living a secret homosexual life in the United States. Oh, my God. Yeah. He was secretly homosexual? Well... He was living with a man who was homosexual as well.
0: Well, he so, then definitely yeah. was, but that's so sad that he had to run away.
1: No, especially but then like... he was he was crazy and weird too. Like he came back, and I can't even I don't know how many of our family members listened to this, so I just <laughs> just to dive say. into all the yeah. nitty gritty details of our family secret. Yeah, so that I mean it did happen. People ran away. I told you guys I you ran, ran away, away every, every five, five, five minutes. Yeah, to arcades and like I always came back until I was fourteen, and I ran away for good. But to my dad's house. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's still a story for episode 31.
1: Yeah, so his employees, there was a couple of them that disappeared. Um, There were younger kids, younger guys, younger, you know, adults kind of living the life and they would always come and ask gacy about it but he was like oh he told me he was gonna run away or he went to puerto rico one guy he said that he sold a car to him and he was running away and like the cops just took him at his word because again he was
0: like wasn't he in some kind of political stance or communal like the mayor like something like that so what
1: happened was he started cleaning the offices he he offered to clean the office offices of the democratic party's office and then later he ended up getting into the democratic party and he was going quite far like his goal in life was to become like a politician. Okay, but you'd think with, like,
0: all the sneaky-ass shit you- you're doing undercover yeah. <laughs> that you would probably try to lay low. I-, I understand some people get have the other idea of, like, wow, if I remain really, 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 really on the radar, nobody will suspect me. But if you just lay low, like, imagine you probably... Not saying this is a good thing, but he probably could have got away with it for, like, a little bit longer. <laughs> like, just fuck they They get cocky. They get confident.
1: Well, and, like, some of the people that disappeared... Um, there's one boy that actually broke it all out and this is kind of where we see where the cops couldn't ignore it anymore because there was this 15 year old boy named Robert Peist and he told his mom his mom and him were in the car and they were outside of a pharmacy and he said oh there's a guy that hires kids to do like construction work so, he's like, I'm just going to go get a job from him. I'm just going to go off, like, ask him for a job. And he ran into the pharmacy and followed Gacy. And Gacy took him out the back door. And his mom was still waiting for him in the car. So, he never came back. But his mom knew yeah, who, who it he had was. gone to yeah. see. And other people, there was another boy who... Like, don't you fucking think you'd clear that first? Hey, is your mom waiting outside or anything? Yeah, like... Well, I guess there was no time. It was just... Well, don't whatever. you think he would be like, hey, my mom's in the car. Like... So another thing was is that Gacy at this time too his wife was gone. He was belonging to the political party. He was in with the JCs. So he decided that he's he, in with the
0: JCs again. Oh no, he's not in with oh, JCs anymore. He raped I was their kids. Like,
1: yeah, yeah anyway, raped their kids. <laughs> so oh. he started having all these like social parties with adults and stuff at his house where he was entertaining. And then he loved, like, he loved being the center. Yeah, he loved to be the center of attention. And he also had just started doing work as a clown. (laughs) He was in parades. He would go downtown. Like, could you draw
0: any fucking more attention to yourself? He would go
1: downtown... This dressed guy, this guy wanted Pogo to get caught. the Clown. He wanted to get caught. And his makeup, if you see pictures of it, was super, super, super fucking creepy. It was just super
0: smudgy. Like, it looks like he put makeup on and then he smudged it all over the place.
1: So in 1978, Gacy lured Jeffrey Rignall into his car and chloroformed him. And this guy has been on multiple... Videos and stuff because this guy survived. So he raped and tortured him. He said every time he would wake up, he would get chloroformed again. But he ended up getting out. So he told them, and the police still took no action. Well, and he told them like he he tied me up, he waterboarded
0: me basically. He would drown me, rape me over and over and over, and like like tortured him for hours and hours and hours. So once
1: Gacy. Took... And they're like, oh. Well, they didn't do anything about that guy. <laughs> That's what
0: I mean. They're like, but oh. Robert
1: when Robert Pice disappeared, his mom sure? would, like, just kept going back and saying and saying and saying, like, all this stuff. Like, I know where he went. He went with this man. And the police finally looked into it and saw that Gacy had the conviction for sodomy. Mm-hmm. And then they went on December the 15th. And they got a search warrant for his house. And the cops were in there. And he was making them drinks at the bar. One officer said the smell was so rank in the house. And they fucking for sure knew what that
0: smell was. They're police officers.
1: And they just still didn't you find anything. You are like a freaking cadaver dog. like you- They did find some suspicious items. They found a 1975 high school class ring. A driver's license. A couple of driver's license from different people, handcuffs, a two boy a two by four with holes drilled in the ends, a syringe, clothing too small for Gacy, a photo receipt from the pharmacy where Pice worked, hmm. and they noticed the odor coming from the crawl space. Huh. So when they further investigated They found out that the ring they had found belonged to 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 someone that was missing.
0: Yeah, that just graduated in 1975. Yeah. What the fuck is an old-ass... What is he, probably 40 at this time, doing with a fucking class ring? So he was
1: born... He wasn't that old. So he was born in 19... He's at least 35. He's 35 at this this time.
0: He's still too fucking old for a class ring from 1975.
1: So one of his employees in 1978 told the police that Gacy had confessed to more than 30 murders and then they just kind of started tailing him and like going to his house and like watching him a little bit and so (laughs) the dead body smell and all the missing people weren't fucking enough yeah so they followed him to this gas station and he ran into this gas station because I guess this is this is on December 21st now okay 1978 so they followed him to this gas station he was kind of like making rounds around town like just going and talking to a lot of people and like acting really weird like he was acting really I think s- he was just sketchy. always a fucking really weird guy though. so, so they went like... into the gas station and the gas station attendants that were working in the store just threw this pot at him on at the cops and said like we didn't buy this from him he just gave it gave it to us so they finally arrested him on What'd marijuana possession.
0: And you know what, to the police's, you know, whatever, defense, (laughs) a lot of the people that he killed, okay, yes, he was, obviously they would keep coming back to him because people he was, that work for him were going missing, which that's suspicious, but a lot of the guys that came were coming, like, they were coming through Chicago, they didn't actually, they weren't from Chicago.
1: Yeah. So So he was
0: getting them while they were there on like, let's say a layover from like a bus. We talked about all the kids that took greyhounds by their fucking selves on one episode. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it was kids waiting.
1: As we do these episodes, I really do realize that I'm pretty lucky to be sitting here telling you about other people's murders because... Yeah, there's a lot. I was on the greyhound at nine years old by myself. So the police were finally, they had him and they decided to go back to his house. So they got another search warrant for the house on Somerdale. And they went down, they followed the smell down to the crawl space. And And there was, like, bugs,
0: because he tried to get an exterminator at one time. There was maggots, so many maggots. Maggots were coming up through, like, the wife said. The vents. Through the vents, through the fucking, through the sink, like, the drains. Imagine you're just brushing your teeth and maggots just come through. Like, I would probably be a little more suspicious, because, first of all, you know where maggots come from. (laughs) Meggots come from decomposing Well it's
1: fly eggs that yeah.
0: are larvae. But I mean like most of the time they're on stuff that's like like being like composting Yeah. So like uh or decompose like so decomposing bodies.
1: The very first shovel that they put into the ground oh. in the crawl space hit human remains.
0: Because I don't think that you have to think how high a crawl space is. It's four
1: feet. You don't have room to dig deep, deep, deep holes in there. No. So we find oh. out after this because the police, as soon as, as soon as they went and dug up one human bone, they went back to Gacy and said, you're going to be charged with murder. We went into your crawl space and found human bones. You disgusting, fucking nasty. So shit. <laughs> he immediately just started talking.
0: He's a talker too.
1: Yeah,
0: Gacy. If you Google YouTube anything, and you can watch an interview from him, he is a talker. That's why it was really cool that the FBI got to interview him because he doesn't fucking stop talking. He doesn't. Like, it's awesome. So,
1: so he then admitted that he had twenty nine bodies in his crawl space. Oh, no big deal. Um, He had one body in his backyard. And he ran out of room, so he had thrown five bodies under the bridge by his house. Hmm. So
0: he, in I total... Think they're not going to link those, right? Because all the other people are just runaways. Then those bodies, it's like, where do these come from?
1: So he told the police that he would pick up male teen runaways or male prostitutes off the street, um, take them back to his house with either promising money for sex or just grab them by force, He picked up at least one of his victims at the bus station, but probably a lot more. Um, Twice, he picked up two at a time that were just like kids, teenage kids. And he killed them both at the same time? Yeah. Holy fuck. Like, see, you start to get so overconfident. So once he got them back to his house, he would handcuff them. And so he had a game because he was a clown and clowns do magic. He had this game (laughs) that he would say, want to see a trick? And the kid would be like. Yeah, Isn't that cool. a magician? Yeah, clowns do magic. Kids in the 70s were really... You even seem, like,
0: entranced by it right now.
1: Yeah, clowns do magic. Like, yeah, so he would say, like, fucking... watch this, and he would pretend to put the handcuffs on himself, See? and then he would, like, get out of them somehow, and he's like, now you try it. And then the kids would handcuff them fucking selves.
0: Yeah, trying to get and out. And then
1: he'd turn around and be like, oh, guess what? I had the key the whole time. And then the kids were handcuffed. And then they were being raped, probably, in tortured. Then he would rape them... And kill them. So he would usually stuff clothing in their mouths to muffle their screams. And then he would um, choke them with a rope or a board as he sexually assaulted them. One kid, only one kid ever did he admit, and this was his very first victim, that he stabbed to death. And it was a boy that he had picked up. Uh, I think he was 15 years old and he had sexually assaulted him probably after chloroforming him and the kid woke him up with a knife and so Gacy jumped on him and stabbed him but later on he told police that he thinks the kid might have just been making him breakfast because when he went outside (gasps) into the kitchen the table was set for two and... He stabbed the kid because he thought the kid was going to stab him. Oh, my God.
0: And he said it was
1: much, much, much too messy. So... So then he just stuck to strangulation. Yeah. He strangled all of his victims. And you know
0: what? This is fucked up, but a lot of serial killers like to actually feel, like, with their hands, taking the the life of somebody.
1: Yeah. And he had a lot of trophies, too. Like, you have to think. Like, it took him six years to kill... Thirty-three people, which is barely any time. No, he was killing some of them at the end. Like at the end, he ramped up and he was killing. Like I think it was two days where he killed six people. Yeah, because they
0: are said to get that like it's like an addiction, right? And you have to like obviously it's like almost being you know when you're manic and you're going highs and lows. Yeah, it's almost like or
1: drugs. Like when you're like the same amount of drugs don't do it for you. Yeah, exactly. More and more and more. So, yeah, he had 33 victims that they found. And a lot of the, I mean, back then, there was no DNA. So you couldn't, like, identify someone through DNA. And a lot of the the kids were transient because they had run away.
0: Yeah, and then you could, like you mentioned before... There's no, there's not a whole lot of transient kids that are going to the
1: dentist. No. So, and a lot of people didn't even take their kids to the dentist. No. Like, back
0: then. Well, it was oral like... health wasn't really, like, as, you know, well-researched, I guess, back then. But, yeah, I mean. So, even identifying did...
1: some of the kids, like, most of the kids that they found, the parents were, like, there was a huge crowd outside of the house. It took four months to dig up all the bodies. And people knew if they had young teenage boys that were missing for no reason or said they had run away or they didn't know where they went. Like some kids just one kid said he was going on a date with his girlfriend and never showed up or well, one kid no said he was going to a there. party. No.
0: Right. So it's like if, if there was a, if there were cell phones, someone could have called me like, hey, where are you? I'm in Chicago. You know, yeah. Let them know at least, especially if they're transient or if they're living a life where they're going from place to place. At least now, it's like you can kind of get at least okay. I talked to her four days ago, she was in this place, yeah, whatever. But then it's like, okay, if your kid's
1: missing for a month, well, and 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 like they I said, they identified most of the bodies with dental records, which took months, some of them. Some of the kids, it took years because they didn't have dental records. And some of the people have just been identified recently. Mm-hmm. Literally,
0: DNA. like I think literally this like year. Like
1: 2021, yeah. 2022. So there's a lot of families that never 2022? ever... 2022? I mean... <laughs> if they got, well, they're going they to still be. Found they they in been, the future. They still year. haven't even been identified You got an exact yet. date over there? Yeah, well, I'm psychic. So... Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> Madame, Cleo, Madame, Madame Cleo, Madame Dion. So yeah, he was a fucked up dude, and he just talked about it like, well, like it, it was, was no, no deal. big deal. Like if you see that, you see the interviews with him. He goes back and forth to Well like, because like, yeah, a lot of the
0: time he denies. Like, oh, I not do he that. He still
1: was denying like right up until the end. Like one of the. One of the interviews I saw with him, he was still sticking to the last absolute piddling in the kitchen story. like
0: Yeah, and like, I don't know how these people must have snuck in here and dug all these bodies under my house.
1: And it was said that when he did confess, he said that one of the kids was one of his workers, and he made the kid dig his own grave under the crawl space.
0: Where was his mom? She must have been, like, deaf and mute and blind. No, his mom wasn't living with
1: him. She was for a little while. But he was living by himself after his wife left mm. in this rancher with mm. all these bodies under his house.
0: That's disgusting. He would he try to use lime to like get the Well of the and he
1: also kept hiring people to come and dump concrete under there. <laughs> because he he actually ran out of room under the house. That's how many bodies, like twenty nine bodies in a small rancher in the crawl space. The kids that he killed two at a time he buried on top of each other.
0: That's horrible. Like,
1: he was just, he was savage. He was really ramping up. Yeah. So, it was a good thing he got caught when he did. Yeah, no kidding. So, his trial didn't begin until uh, February of 1980 in Chicago.
0: Hopefully, he gets more than 18 months this time.
1: Uh, Well, during the trial, he pled not guilty by reason of insanity. However, the plea was rejected because he wasn't insane. So, But, like,
0: then I think, are they insane? Because, like, I know, like, obviously sociopaths, psychopaths, narcissists, well, all of them do deal with... That's a mental health
1: I thing. mean, the thing is, though, is that they have to prove that you know right from wrong. And he was, like, he was operating a pretty normal life outside of what he was doing. That's what doing. I mean.
0: But I, I feel like to even be able to live yeah. that such a separate and, like, a life like that, you need to be mentally ill. Well, his
1: lawyer, Sam Amarante tried to say that he had moments of temporary insanity at the time of each individual murder, but regained his sanity before and after to lure and dispose of the victims. Okay. (laughs) And while on trial, Gacy joked that the only thing he was guilty of was running a cemetery without a license. (gasps) (laughs) So that's a fucker. Yeah. Remember when you used to get tickles the clown to come to my birthday parties? Yeah. So that's what I mean. She did magic. She had like magic tricks and birds and like all sorts of stuff.
0: Yeah, my memories are slowly coming back, I guess.
1: See? It's <laughs> therapeutic this session. <laughs> so, he was sentenced to death, big surprise, um and found guilty on March 13th. So his trial wasn't even really that long.
0: Mm, well, I don't think it took long. He had like responsible for over 30, the death of 30 young boys.
1: 33 that he admitted to like who knows what happened other than that because as we say with I think a lot of killers have hold back victims that they don't ever talk about just because it's like yeah it's their own like
0: secrets like yeah
1: he never expressed remorse he never really even I mean he he confessed kind of like in a monotone voice he never really took you know he never said sorry to anybody or anything else his last words. Well, yeah, so he was set to, he was put to, punished to death. Yeah, so he was punished to death. Um, and he was executed on May the 10th, 1994. So he lived for quite a while. Yeah. He was exe- executed at Stateville Correctional Center in Crest Hill, Illinois by lethal injection. His last meal was a dozen deep fried shrimp, a bucket of original recipe chicken from KFC. Mm. Ironic. Mm. A pound of fresh strawberries and French fries. His execution was a minor media sensation and large crowds of people. It's weird because
0: every time anyone gets like, this is the thing in the States, you always see in the, in the States that do the death, have the death penalty, you see two sides and you see them where they're like, you know, people are protesting against the death penalty. Yeah. And then one
1: side where everyone's cheering for the person inside to die. It's like, but this kind, this this really just seemed like um, it was a party because outside the penitentiary, uh, penitentiary, with numerous arrests were made for public intoxication. Yeah, because people were celebrating open container violations and disorderly
0: conduct. Yeah, because people were literally outside celebrating that he that the clown murderer was getting.
1: Vendors were selling gacy related T shirts. Oh, and we forgot to say, too, while he was still alive in jail until 1994, you brought this up earlier today. Oh, yeah.
0: He was doing art, like, pictures. And this is the creepiest part. Pictures of clowns. He was painting. Painting pictures of clowns. And then he started selling them. I'm pretty sure now that there's a law, because he was making, like, thousands of dollars because he's the fucking clown that killed 35 people. Like, you know, he wouldn't have... He had that infamy where you know, obviously you guys are listening to a true crime podcast, you know, that's the kind of thing that's like some people are really, that's their, their thing. So buying a Gacy, a clown photo that he drew. Imagine. And he dressed up as a clown and killed all these people. Anyway, there's a, I'm pretty sure there's some law about it now where. There is,
1: you can't, well, there is in Canada, you're not allowed to profit off any of your crimes. Yeah, your crimes. So people that have written books and stuff, because back in the day, like, look at clifford olson he made yeah. made the police to pay ten thousand dollars a body to even say where the body is a piece of shit but so anyway, this
0: guy's a piece of shit too so and yeah his last words were
1: so he said his last Gacy-esque. words were
0: kiss my ass to his and i've lo- seen reports of that, that that's not true blah, blah blah but given his nature and who he was he was very he was quite a firecracker Like, he was always coming, coming, you know, coming back, coming back, like, oh, oh," you know. But so, obviously, he was like, kiss my ass, you know. He said that to
1: a correctional officer while he was being sent to the execution chamber. (sighs) Before the execution began, the lethal chemicals unexpectedly solidified, clogging the IV tube (gasps) that led into Gacy's arm and preventing any further passage.
0: Oh, fuck. So, he was like given the medicine but then it stopped working so he didn't die right away so well that's kind of poetic justice
1: the people that were waiting in the room um to watch him die because there's like a little viewing room i guess like for family members and stuff
0: like that so the The blinds were all
1: of a sudden drawn because it wasn't working and the execution team had to replace the clogged tube with a new one and 10 minutes later the blinds opened again and it took 18 minutes to kill him
0: Oh, well, you know what? He would torture his victims. So it's almost like a poetic justice.
1: Yeah, so uh, they took his brain for science. And it is still currently in the possession of Dr. Helen Morrison, who interviewed Gacy and other serial killers in an attempt to isolate common personality traits of violent sociopaths.
0: Wow, she sounds like my hero. Yeah. That's a super cool fucking job. So, love that his, job. But
1: his brain revealed no abnormalities.
0: Huh. So I guess they can rule out the head trauma thing. Yeah.
1: Well, so, that was a good
0: fucking episode. Thanks. Yeah, Gacy is definitely one of those that if you are a true crime buff, you know the clown killer is probably one of the most infamous. Right? If not, and poor Chicago because they had that and then they had, I think right after that, it was the Chicago Child the child childhood, murders. Yeah, the
1: child murders. So, we got to cover that one too. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to follow that up with. He's one of the, like the he's one of the serial killers that's ever killed the most people and the the time that he was killing in worked to his benefit because like we said everybody ran away and you know, parents knew the whole time, but once again there was really nothing being done about it. So I'm glad no, it was discovered after
0: because also I think thinking about somebody
1: doing that to was unpleasant.
0: Well, of course it was unpleasant, <laughs> but I mean I think it was even un like unheard of. Like yeah. What do you mean There's the guy's house down the street stinks because there's 30 bodies under there? Like, like
1: imagine like how bad that would smell. Like you'd be able to smell it down the block. I'm yeah, sure. no, for sure so that was our episode 30 who cannot believe it and in the amount of time that we've been recording our podcast when it came to us just kind of when Danica came to me and asked me if I'd like to do it and I just think of everything that's gone on on the planet since then and everything that's gone on in our lives since then and it (laughs) seems like it's just gone so quickly but holy cow yeah we're gonna be 2022 So next, we're not gonna say
0: that's gonna be our year or anything because no, because we said that in twenty twenty, and I think we said that in twenty twenty. Like we said that in twenty nineteen, and then we said it in twenty twenty about the following year, and it pretty much hasn't worked. I mean, great life things have happened, but
1: weird shit. Yeah, it's been a weird. It's It's been fucking weird. Everyone knows. Yeah, everyone knows it's weird. So the next time you hear uh, from us, we're going to have a new family member and. We might even let her cry into the microphone so you
0: can hear her. Let's hope that she's not really a crier, but...
1: We'll see. But I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and that the fucking... There's no... (laughs) So... Yeah, I just hope that the world calms down a little bit before next time we speak, but it probably won't, and you'll still have us to listen to because we're there for you guys.
0: Unless the internet crashes and you can never hear us again
1: because <laughs> something fucking big is coming. Like, we'll send you a message. We'll send you a message through Morse code. Yes. <laughs> We love you guys. <laughs> love you safe. guys so
0: much. See you, or we will never see you, but maybe you'll see us. Maybe, you know what? Maybe we will start recording. You guys let us know if that's something like Yeah, you guys videos. let us know
1: if you think it's a good idea for us to record while we record audio and record video at the same time.
0: Yeah, let us know. And Send we will. we will think about it. Talk to you guys in 2022 so peace out yeah peace the fuck out of here so this has been murder with my mother the true crime podcast where i talk murder with my mother bye Bye, guys.
1: guys